Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to episode 44 of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something super interesting because it's something that we're going through right now. It's empowering ourselves during this new normal. And the new normal is just being at home, ordered to stay at home. I think for many of us, this is definitely, definitely testing our patience with ourselves, with our partners, and with our kids. I think it's testing, like, um, testing my how much I really like myself after all and how I like myself around the people that I'm usually around. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. Testing my cooking skills, time management skills, all of it. It's testing my ability to be bored. (laughs) I like going out and being out. So it's always like, oh, what are we going to do today? And Diego's like, well, we're going to do what we do every day. (laughs) But it's okay. It's a blessing. I read something really cool today that said, you know, some people have to go to work and they have to put themselves at risk. They're doctors, they're nurses, they're at grocery stores. And then they come home and they're with their kids and they're afraid that they can give it to their kids. So they were like, please don't complain about being home with your kids because you can be. Like, that's such a good Mm -hmm. point. And you're not putting them at risk because we are all quarantined at home as opposed to being out and having to be where sick people might be. Yeah, that's that's pretty scary for people that have to go out there daily, come home and, mm-hmm. you know, going through the extremes of taking off their clothes before they even come into their house and throw that in the washer and just taking all these precautions and not even, you know, not being able to just walk into their home and lay down like, no, se tienen que quitar todo y limpiar and just being very, very careful about not possibly carrying something over and bringing it o- over to their homes. And let's hope that people do understand that process. I think a lot of us are still not quite sure what exactly to do when you come home after you've been out and about, running errands, how to clean grocery items you just purchased because of however long the virus lives, either on plastic or on paper, or if you happen to touch anything on your clothing. So hopefully everyone's taking the proper precautions to understand what the methods and the process should be so that you don't accidentally endanger yourself or put yourself in a position where you end up contracting the virus. It was so scary too that the federal government does those briefings. It keeps escalating. It's at first it's like you don't need masks. Then it's everybody needs masks. Then they were like, you can go out and buy essentials. And the recent thing this weekend was like, if you can order online, don't even go to the grocery store. I'm like, my goodness, they're smart. They probably didn't want to make everyone panic at first. Poquito por poquito. It's almost you guys are going to have to be on major lockdown because we got to control this thing. I was reading something about someone in China. They took it super serious there. They would lock people in their doors and they would like tape the door and you couldn't leave. And they would call you three times a day and it would be a visual call to make sure you were in your home and they were finding people. I mean, we're not quite there yet, but that stuff's pretty radical. It's just changing every day. And it's like one thing that you don't want to be watching the news or listening to the news every day because it's overwhelming and everything's changing so rapidly. But at the same time, like you want to be informed, like you were saying, Irene, like first they said no masks and all of a sudden like, yeah, masks are helping. So trying to stay balanced and, and trying to stay on top of it and maybe check in once a day, but not be consumed by it and not be overwhelmed by everything that's coming in so fast. I think it's a good idea to try to balance all the bad news and all the stories of trial and, and try to look at the positive that's happening and 
the people that are being really creative with the positive and all the fun stuff that's going on in quarantine to balance the scary stuff. Yeah. And those people that are not listening to the, the quarantine orders, like in Louisiana, those people that were going to church, they're like busing them in. Like, come on, guys. It's God is not going to save you. People are saying like, if it's my time, it's my time. This has nothing to do with that. It, it, they're still thinking about themselves. But if somebody else gets it, that might not be able to survive it, then now that person's life is in your hands in that case. If you're so religious, think about your neighbor. I don't know what faith you have, but I'm sure a lot of those faiths do believe in being aware. So if anything, do that. They're not even thinking of that. They're just, hey, well, God wants me to be here. So I'm here. And if, if it's my, if I'm meant to die, I'm meant to die. Don't make the choice for somebody else in that case. Right. I think, um, you know, talking about this topic and being stuck at home, I think it's super, super important to be taking care of ourselves. And that's one of the things that we've been trying to do with our, for example, with our posts and talking about in our stories, self-care and doing the Level Up Latina Challenge. What are some of the ways, Irene, that you feel that you've implemented, I guess, more self-care in your routines because now you have more time and you need it to keep saying? What are some of the things that you're doing at home now? That's a really good question. My kids and my husband are actually doing a really good job of working out consistently, which I've enjoyed. I've been just like using the crock pot and buying vegetables. And if you buy junk food, you're going to eat junk food. So the fact that we can eat out, we can't eat junk food. And then we only buy good stuff to eat good, healthy quality meals. We're sitting down, praying at every meal. It's just this pattern and this habit that I think has been really good for our self-care, that the kids are feeling this morning, noon, and night time to eat together, pray together, work out together, help me in the kitchen or help dad while he's working out. My husband set up the garage in a really great way where there's like a reading corner and an art corner. There's the gym area that kind of trickles into the garden where there's all these fun activities. And so he has like this life-size bowling pins and the bowling ball. We've got ladder ball. So self-care has been for us a lot of fun quality time so that we don't lose it on each other. And we're cranking, though it's hard, but all that time together, we're trying to <laughs> right. make the time together fun, intentional time. So if it's art, if it's the kids have been doing yoga, again, meal time, that's sort of been what we've incorporated in the day to day. I can't even think of one thing, but I just know that it's happening more often, like, oh, just annoyance and, and definitely testing our patience. But that's perfect. Like just having your own space, cada quien. Mm-hmm. I mean, aquí we're so lucky to have this like large space and a backyard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when, like in the afternoon, when Luis is done with his with his work, he'll take the girls back um, in the backyard and play with them. He just got them scooters. Oh, uh, we he got them also this like little like fold up canopy thing, like kind of like a little tent that just folds up in the living room. They're playing house there. And he kind of went extreme, but again, it's going to save us in the next couple weeks. He ordered one of those like bouncy houses through Amazon and it should be arriving uh, soon, I guess in the next week or so. But he ordered it. He's like, I'm going to order it. What do you think? And I was like, do it because we're going to, we're going to need it. We're going to be at home for who knows how much longer. So we're definitely going to, it's an investment and we're going to use it. So for sure, go for it. What about you, Vero? I mean, I know you just gave birth to your third baby and perhaps not you don't necessarily have all the time that you would like for yourself, but what are some of the things that you've been incorporating and trying to do to to keep healthy and stay sane? Sister, actually, a couple weeks ago before little baby was born, she went ahead and ordered some stuff for Gali. She ordered a swing set with a slide, a trampoline, and then like this big saucer swing for her, for, well, for her and for little Shwak. 
you know, so that they could both use it. Otto was like kind of hesitant because it says three years and up. And Gali's two and a half. So he's like, no, she shouldn't be on this. But he worries. He just, he goes by the buck on rules. At the end of the day, he ended up building it. So now they have the little swing set. They have their slide. The slide's a little scary to us because it's just empinada. Like it's just a straight, uh-huh. steep, steep ladder. But she loves it. And they go out there and they're on the swings, the trampoline. Ni se diga. She loves just oh, jumping on there. The only thing is we can't keep two kids in there at the same time. They're little. And Gali likes to punk her little brother. So we're not allowing right. that. But in the case of me and the baby, like, you know, it's it's like the quarantena was still going to happen for me in one way or another. But at least now a- I don't. I don't feel this like this feeling of FOMO where I'm yeah. going to miss out. My friends are out and about. And I think that's where it gets a little, you know, when your emotions postpartum kind of like your hormones are all over the place mm-hmm. and you get emotional and out of nowhere, you start feeling just alone, even though you're not, you just feel lonely mm-hmm. because you're isolating yourself from everyone else. You're constantly nursing. You're constantly doing all these things. It's just you and this newborn baby that you barely know. Right. <laughs> and yeah. everyone else around you, that's been your world or that is your world. Um, is out and about doing something. And I'm kind of glad that now everyone's indoors. But the only part that yeah. really sucks for us is that nadie puede venir. Everyone wanted to come meet the baby. And now we oh, had to yeah. set the restriction. Like, sorry, guys, we would love for you to come. But the only thing is that we cannot afford for us to either, you know, get sick or the baby gets sick. So it's best if we all just stay home and do what we can. And we'll soon meet, you know, you guys will soon meet the baby. But we just had to take those precautions, Damien, because it's hard. And then the the toughest part, I think, for me has been so far the space in our house. I know you were talking about how spacious, you know, you where you're staying at. And I read Damien, their new house, how that you guys have all this space. Our house is really small. <laughs> it's a two bedroom, one bath. And we do have a good size front yard and backyard, thankfully. We have, you know, both of our moms here, Otto's mom, my mom. We have the two kids and plus the baby and myself. Otto's trying to work from home. I have things like this where I'm like, you know, I need to get in line with you guys and do record our podcasts. So it's just like, it's a nota, a limited space. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to feel, ah, you know, <laughs> I just need to be on my own. But it's at the same time, it's one of those things where like, it's beautiful where we get to be all together, but it's starting to just get like a little crowded. And it, we're trying, we're like, man, we need a bigger house. We need a bigger house. And we're like, okay, this is temporary. Let's chill, you know? So it's just been a little crazy. But other than that, it's been good. It's been a good time. I've been doing a lot of reading and I like to do audiobooks on Audible. So whoever is looking to read and maybe not actually read, because sometimes reading a book puts me to sleep, even though we have all the time to read now. And then podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've been all about the podcasts lately. News, podcasts, kind of mixed with music. I don't know if anybody else uses the Daily Drive feature on Spotify, but it's cool because it mixes in news, different podcasts, and your music, your own playlist. So it kind of has a variance and you can listen while you're cooking, showering, just kind of looking for something to stimulate the brain. I've always liked that daily drive feature, but now it's like everything is about coronavirus. So you can't get away from it. So if you're you're easily triggered and you don't want to hear too much news, then just be cautious. But some of them, what I do like is they find, like I said, some positivity that's trickled in there. Cool stories. For instance, there was this tech company, these two dudes in Silicon Valley that started to go on a crazy wild goose chase to find masks all over the world to provide masks to those that needed them. And they started a nonprofit and they themselves don't make a profit. It was such a cool story. But uh, I like that they're doing that. I like that they're, they're mixing it up with positive news, people that are doing positive things right now. And then also some really honest, harsh kind of news, but it keeps you up to date. So reading and podcasts have been a really good heaven sent lately. Awesome. I've had a little bit more time to read myself an actual book, an actual book that I, I started in Mexico and I hadn't finished it. 
So I keep it by my nightstand and it helps me kind of like doze off because I feel like it's, I've, I find it hard to go to sleep right now. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just laughing because it doze off and Irene had mentioned falling asleep. I know so, yeah. that's right. She, Cause she said she, it puts her to sleep. I, it helps me kind of relax because yeah, I'm having trouble falling asleep. And then I don't know if it's stress related or whatnot, but I'm having more lower back pain. Remember we had talked about like me having lower back pain and I think it's because mm-hmm. of the epidural that, mm. that I have this, but I feel like it's more, it's aggravated and I don't know if it's stress related, but wow. it, it wakes me up in the middle of the night. So I have to like adjust because sleeping on my stomach, like it just aggravates it. So I don't know if that's the thing in a perfect world. I would, if I didn't have kids, I think I would totally lounge in on the couch and just Netflix and watch all the shows that I want to watch. And especially on rainy days like this. So I think it's very important to keep a schedule for ourselves because it's so easy just to turn on the TV and then, you know, our little kids like just glued onto the TV and that's Samantha in my case. She loves the TV and she she wants to watch it every day, but I tell her, no, we need to play. Let's go learn your letters. I've definitely tried to keep a schedule and do their their schooling. I'm calling it their schooling or la escuelita. And I'm trying to keep it Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, between nine and 10, like, la escuelita. and so we're, le- we're learning letters, two letters a week, for example, so they, in the, so they can start recognizing their numbers they know pretty well, and then just coloring time. So trying to keep a schedule more or less. And then in the afternoon, they have recess with Luis. <laughs> Luis takes them in the back and <laughs> they play. But I think it's re- very important for us to keep schedules because otherwise it's like, it's so easy, right? Just to just turn on the TV and have them watch that. Talking about that, for me, like I would use a TV for the kids when it was just me and it was I was taking care of the two little ones of Gali and Joaquin. And I would use it to like kind of distract them so I can get other things done. But now that we have like the grandmas, you know, but I wouldn't use a long period of time. So now that my, you know, my mom's here and like Otto's mom's here, they use it to distract her because she doesn't want to eat. She gets moody where she doesn't want to eat. And I tell my mom, you know what? Don't argue with her. Just que se baje. Después le damos de sí. comer. Sí, sí, but they're sí. like, no, no, ponle mejor la tableta, you know? And then, mm-hmm. so I'll be like, no, I'm not going to put the, tab- the tableta on. But then like, you know, Otto's mom's like tech savvy. She has an iPhone and stuff. And she knows how to work things. So my mom's like, shh, shh, hook it up. So entre ellas, now they have oh. their method. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, I, I get it. You guys are having your methods. You guys are making sure that she eats. I get it. Thank you. But just make sure that as soon as she's done eating, you guys turn it off. But no, sometimes I forget. And and you want, you know, I'm thankful for the help. But then I'm like, I don't want to make it uncomfortable. I think for me, I'm nursing so much. I've been reading a lot, too. So that's right. You're saying. Yeah, I was saying I'm like, just a lot of the reading and I'll just like finding information out of things I just didn't know before. And I'm like going in from reading to just articles on different newspapers from like the LA Times and New York Times and New York, New Yorker mag and and the hill and just a bunch of different things. And I listen to like all the different news uh, channels. I, you know, I have the Google uh, home app. Mm-hmm. So I just say good morning, Google. And it gives me like all the news, the updated news from like Reuters and from Bloomberg and all this different stuff. Like it gives me all the updates. So I'm just, and then when I hear something, I'm like, oh, let me read up on that. And since I'm up a lot of the night, that's the way I stay awake to nurse Joaquin, um, nurse little man. <laughs> the smallest baby, because if not, I fall asleep with him in my arms. And then next, you know, it's six in the morning and, and they're, they're one the night. So I've been finding myself reading a lot, a lot, a lot and thinking a lot too, in the sense of our future, like what's going to happen after this. And even though there is a pandemic, there's a lot of things that are still moving forward, things that are happening 
in our country, in our world, that it's like, okay, yes, we are having this pandemic. Now, politics and life doesn't stop. You know, people are, some people are working from home. There's people that, you know, are, are on the on the front lines of, of this pandemic. But then there's this other part of life that's still happening. Like, um, I think I was mentioning to you guys in an earlier conversation, we were, you know, discussing what we want to talk about. I'm like, you know, it's crazy that we have the perfect opportunity to really sit down and think about our future leadership of our country. So those are things that are like are really sparking my interest right now. Like, dang, what's really going to happen, and what what can we do now? And right now we have th- that time and that opportunity to like really look into who these people um, that are running for office and what they're capable of doing. And in the case that we would have something like this continue or happen again, who are the people that we want to see there in power? And it doesn't mean just like who can we trust. It's like who will be the person to be implementing the policies or the people that to implement the policies that are really going to benefit us as a whole, as a country, as not just pockets and demographics, you know, just pockets of people or a certain community or a certain percentage, but just everyone as a whole, as an American, you know? And those are, those are the kind of things that I'm starting to think about. So I'm not sure how you guys feel, but I'm like, it really is going to push. I'm really hoping that it pushes um, our, our, the people around, the, everyone around to really consider these things and I know we're not a politics show, but these are things that are really happening at the moment. To that point, to Vittle's point, I really hope that we realize as a nation, all the things that we're lacking because of the way our system has been, the fact that we don't have universal health care. I mean, the fact that we are struggling, people are out there struggling because they don't have health insurance, they're losing their jobs, and so they're losing their coverage. And we really got to think about those politicians that are running on platforms that are all about really giving back to the greater nation and not just the rich people. And it's easy to say that and, you know, go for who you want to go for, support support who you want to support, and you have your beliefs. Right now, it's such a pivotal time to change things in our system, especially Medicare and Medi-Cal and making sure that everybody gets what they need in terms of health care. It's critically important that we're paying attention to what the platforms are right now because, my goodness, everybody needs insurance right now. And the countries that have global universal healthcare, it seems like they're doing so much better. Those countries that can respond, that can give their people just care across the board, no matter how much money you make, no matter if you're wealthy or not wealthy. In fact, those are the countries that are like sending doctors to other parts of the world. That's so impressive. Say what you want to say about mm-hmm. Cuba and how they run their country. And it's a lot of people that left, you know, Fidel Castro's Cuba for a reason. I understand they had to leave, but those Cuban doctors actually going to other countries and helping. And it's such an interesting break. And in what we believe that we don't actually put our people before our medical profit. So I'm with you, Vettel. There's a lot to pay attention to and to vote accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that we also were reading about, and I think, Vettel, you mentioned earlier as well that you had read up on it, was being counted on the census. I mean, it only happens once every 10 years, right? I understand that your immigration status doesn't matter. You know, you need to be counted. But I'm going to let Vettel talk a little bit more about that because I know she, you know, with nursing, you've had a little bit more time to <laughs> to uh, figure out what's going on with the census. I know I'm such a nerd. I was like, oh, my God, the census. Let me tell you, girl. Let me tell you. It's so funny because, OK, so the census once, it, you know, it's once every 10 years and it's super important for so many different reasons. And you want to be counted. Well, let's start with the basics first. Uh, everyone thinks that, you know, oh, the census passed April 1st. Um, was it last day to do the census? No, it's actually the portals to do the, to start doing the census. You start getting the notices in March. Right. So you start like, getting the reference letter to let you know the census is starting. Hey, anytime. But the portals opened like March 10th, I believe. And the official like April 1st was considered a reference date just for all residents to kind of go in there and 
update their information and, and count. As of now, to date, I believe only like 38% of the people, they have a number, like 38% of, of Americans have, or the, you know, people have gone on there to actually count. But the last final date of the census is August 14th. So if you still haven't sent in your information online, you probably more than likely will get a paper one to submit from the census. So if you have, they haven't heard from you by May, they will send you a, a actual paper paper form to submit by August 14th will be the final date that they do this. So it's still going to take a long time to count all this information because not everyone has internet access or the ability to do that online. So you'll have the ability to do it through the pap through paper or um, you can also do it by phone if anyone isn't able to do it uh, by either of the other two methods. Um, so you will get chased down if you haven't, you know, given your information. And for people that don't, that are undocumented, they shouldn't be afraid. Like I mentioned, it's to count just the people that are here. And what the important part of this is that the, the, the census doesn't just count us, but the, the numbers do matter because it determines so many things. And one of the, some of the important things are like, for example, um, how many political represent representatives a state gets, electoral college votes. And that's important. And there's like $1.5 trillion in federal funding that it gets allocated from this count, right? So this is in so many different aspects, like for schools, for infrastructure, all this thing gets definitely gets counted for that. And if you don't submit your information, they're not going to know where to allocate these funds. So those are some of the some of the numbers that really help, but it's also in a sense to, to push the economic growth. So in these communities, it helps your community grow and develop with businesses. It helps guide the function of the just overall business world. Like financial institutions use this information, like they use this data to identify sound like lending opportunities for people, um, how they, they had their structures, you know, and assist, they assist real estate appraisal companies to understand current and future like housing demands. So all of this, you know, it helps businesses decide how to, how to market or advertise and how to, and where to launch their businesses. So if they're, if they see that there's, a need for something in a specific place, they're going to look at these numbers and launch certain things. I know we talk about, you know, there's parts of the, of the cities, like let's say, for example, LA County, where you have Compton or you have um, neighborhoods that are kind of like lower income, you can say, that have like food deserts and have don't have, you know, you have to drive five, 10 miles to your closest mall or things like that. So all of this goes into that too. We're like, you know what, mm -hmm. there are these pockets of people that are here. Why aren't we marketing them? Why aren't we, why aren't we selling to them? Why aren't we launching businesses here? So this is all going to go into that. So let's make sure that we do it. And we have to August 14th. And the crazy thing that I've learned recently is that all these numbers get put together and they're actually not given, they're given to the um, president by New Year's Eve. So they're, they, it's pretty much the whole later part of the year it takes mm -hmm. to count everyone's. If they're doing this process, guys, it really, you know, it's it's time consuming. And some of us feel like, hey, it's just one thing, like when we don't go and vote, right? The census, it's once every 10 years, and it really does make a difference. So just make sure you guys, if you haven't done it, if you haven't been counted, do it because it's, as you heard, it's very, very important. Thank you, Vero. That's very informative. And Definitely a learning experience because, I mean, I know it happens every 10 years, but I didn't know all this information that you just told us. So the nursing is definitely helping you stay informed <laughs> and, and staying uh, up to date with what's going on in our nation. Check in with me for the next reportaje en vivo. I know. <laughs> I know. Sounds like your political, your political know-how at Level of Patina brought to you by Vero. There you go.
If I was thinking about the our very first podcast. I was nurse, nursing Joaquin, right? Wow. And I, right. I remember like trying to speak and I couldn't think of certain words. And you guys were like, oh, it's this word, Vero. And you guys were like guiding me <laughs> so much. Now I'm like, maybe I need to do some more Sudoku and read some more. So my <laughs> brain is in the bush. You know? And this is what's happening. So now you guys have a nerd friend on Level Up Athena. Oh, no, that's awesome. <laughs> on the other side of reading and getting educated and making these big decisions. It's also good to like, I know Ceci, you said you want to sit on the couch and Netflix all day, but we have kids, we have structure, we have routine. I want to give everybody that's listening permission to also do the other side of it. So don't feel pressure to be so on top of it during this break, do a little bit of both. I think it's so good to think about the big important decisions, like who you're voting for, staying on top of things like the census, having structure for your kids, for work, but also having time to just veg out and just watch movies. Just like we want to keep bad news to a minimum. You can keep chillaxing to a minimum, but don't like completely take it off of your plate. And for those of you that are maybe chillaxing more than you thought you would, like don't feel guilty. Like this is an interesting time in our lives too. So don't feel the need to suddenly come out of this quarantine like the best body you ever had, reading 65,000 books. It's everything in life is a balance. (laughs) Everything in life is a balance. Absolutely. I'm taking it super chill in terms of a weekend is the weekend. And I use the weekend like the weekend yeah. and the workday is the workday. And so since I'm working Absolutely. from home, I, I shower, I get ready, I get up, I feel like I'm going to work and then I go ahead and sit in front of my computer. So some days are not like that. Like today is like an extension of my weekend. I had a lighter workload, which is good. That's why I wanted us to podcast today. And then tomorrow I have back-to-back meetings. Yeah. So tomorrow I'll get up, I'll shower, get ready and clock in for work. And it'll be if I had gone to the office, but then the next day might be a little, little lighter and it might have an in-between. So for all of you listening, my tip is to try to find balance within this crazy time even if you're at home and every day is the same or if you're out there in the world and having to go to work and busting your butts it's easy for the three of us that are blessed to be able to be home to talk about our routines but I know that some people are out and every day they're working harder than ever I mean if you work for retail that is a grocery store I mean you are probably putting in more hours than ever before so balance is really important for you too and no FOMO there if you are watching everybody else and living their best lives while they're quarantined and you're out there you matter too and we value you being out there when you have a day off when you get that well-deserved day off feel free to do nothing and enjoy it and disconnect Mm -hmm. and be selfish and spend that time on you because it's so interesting. We all have different journeys. So my tip is find your balance. If you're out there, don't feel bad about the people that are not out there. And if you're indoors and you're looking at the people out there, like we don't know what it's like on the other side. There's no grass is greener on the other side. So no judgment, no comparison, just enjoy your break and find the balance to stay sane, sexy, and safe. If anyone is out there that listens or anyone out there that listens to our podcast that is out in the front lines in the sense of doing the groceries, working, you know, I I think City of Compton, we still have the trash can by every third, you know, every Tuesday we have the street sweeper. If you're out there doing these jobs and you're out in the front lines and you constantly have to show up to work and I mean show up in the sense physically share your story with us. We'd love to hear it. Um, and um, we want to you know, show some support to you as well. And let us know. And we would love to share your story with everyone else when we get a chance, either through Instagram or Instagram stories, or even, you know, we get a chance to chit chat later, uh, depending on our topic, we'll like also share some of, you know, if you do sh- check in with us, like your story as well. I think it'll be really interesting to see what everyone is going through. 
talk about empowering, right? Like all these wonderful stories. We spent March highlighting amazing women. We'd love to now highlight anyone, man or woman out there doing something on the front lines that's so important. If you're a therapist, a social worker, a doctor, you're working in retail, I mean, you're a delivery man, you're right about like every day the mail comes. There's somebody out there mm-hmm. hustling every more and more mail I think is being sent. I'm receiving a lot of handwritten notes from friends and they don't miss a beat. The U.S. Postal Service is not missing yeah. a beat. And so thank you right. to everybody out there in service and truly putting your lives at risk. Who would have thought we would have ever said that about going out into the world and going to freaking work that you're putting your life mm-hmm. at risk. So thank you for your courage and thank you for, I can't imagine the stress that you're under out there in the world and, and having to take precautions and we admire you all so much and we thank you. Anything else want to talk about or tell us about what's going on right now during this quarantine Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit more about kids and staying sane. So my kids are on spring break now. So we are letting them be on spring break, which is super cool. They get to wake up late, go to bed late. If they don't want to freaking get out of their PJs, then I'm letting them do that. When they're in Mm -hmm. school, I want them to have that routine and it's very different and they got to get up, they got to shower, brush their teeth, Mm -hmm. trying to feed them at a regular schedule right now. It's like, yeah, we'll have an early dinner. You're going to have a late breakfast. I'm letting them enjoy spring break. But I think for them, it's really important to try to keep structure and at the same time, let their weekends be their weekends, kind of give them that flexibility. One thing we did was we took away bedtime. We did that for Isaiah when he was around 10 years old. And we were like, as long as you're responsible, we really don't care if you go to bed late. As long as you wake up on time to go to school, we don't care. So it's so cool that maybe we don't even use the word we don't care because they could take liberties with that. But we'll say mm-hmm. to him, if you're responsible, we'll let you decide, we'll let you choose. And so Diego just did that for the eight and nine-year-old. And they think they're such hot shit. It's super cute because they can go <laughs> to bed late. And Diego just said, my only rule is that when it's a school day, by nine o'clock, I need you ready working, not even with me. I need you in front of whatever electronic you're using to work in fresh clothes, hopefully you showered the day before, brushed hair, brushed teeth, but you need to be working. And if you can consistently be up by nine, ready to rock, then you can go to bed late. You can watch a movie. You can be up snacking. You can do what you want. Mom and dad will go to bed and we'll let all three of you run loose. And they love it. The kids love it. They've been (laughs) doing so good and they're ready for school at nine. I think it's a win-win because normally they have to be ready for school at like 7.30 in the morning so that they're ready to go by nine and then we'll be here making breakfast for them and it's a win-win. But whatever you can do to make it fun and exciting for your kids to make it different and ease up and whatever you need to do to kind of mourn that things are different my oldest is not going to have his eighth grade graduation he's yeah. going to miss all that fun stuff middle school was for the first time that you kind of did the fun stuff grad nights where you're you know at theme parks with your friends you're not going to get yeah. to dress up today he's so cute first day of spring break and i go into his room and i thought his dad made him fold clothes and he starts to explain to me like these are my shorts that i like these are my t-shirts that i don't really like and i'm like oh you dad made you do that he's like oh no no we have all this free time i mean it's spring break i decided to just reorganize my closet and he was like watching oh, a YouTube video to do like a hack on how to fold your t-shirts really fast and i'm just like this kid cracks <laughs> me cool. up it is cool it's really cute but the dog is just sitting there like vegging out watching him he's folding all this clothes and then i see his uniform from middle school pe and i'm like oh Papa. and we both frown and he's like i know i don't even need to use that or wear that or keep that i'm like oh and then i look over Aww. and he's wearing his t-shirt from his future high school i'm like well that's it this is a celebration Aww. getting wow. rid of his 
middle school PE uniform and throwing on his high school t-shirt. Like, poor kid, that's his grad. And he's like, what a bummer, mom. Like, you know, what a bummer. And then it was super cute because later he said, it's not that big a deal for me. But like kids in kindergarten, like that was their first graduation. They were so excited. What about the poor kids in kindergarten? I thought that was super cute of him to like think about how little kids kind of really dig that stuff. He's like, it's fine, whatever. And I'm like, I'm sure they'll make it up to you. But my point is that your kids are mourning these dumb things that seem dumb and they're not. They're just a big deal to them. Their friends and what they think is cool and and like dressing up for grad night or whatever they would have done. So if you can find something creative to do at home for them, my kid's not going to listen to this. He won't know, but I'm going to think of something really cute for him to like celebrate this big milestone and maybe do like a surprise virtual graduation with like, I don't know, his friends or... Yeah. Or your uh, whoever was gonna attend, algo así, you know, mm-hmm. like just surprise them. And I don't know if um, maybe I don't know, make a little hat as his cap. And we gown. totally should. We should clap. We should yeah. do the song. I'll have his Nino and Nina on. Like we totally yeah. will do something yeah. cute and cheesy. Invite one of his friends. I was gonna say on that note, the other thing I wanted to share is. That virtual stuff is fun. Do it. We just did it with all of our friends. We just did it on Friday. All of us got together with our college friends. We had a great time. I was like drunk by (laughs) one o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. I literally got drinking that wine sola. That was so when you can get together with your friends virtually. We all need that outlet. Do that. And I'll probably do that for my son with his little middle school friends. My kids are calling their friends on FaceTime. They had two dates today. So those are my tips for the kids and for the big kids in your house. Connect with friends, FaceTime, video chat do what you got to do. At first I thought it was even kind of cheesy, like everyone having happy hours. Then we did it. I'm like, I love it every week. I love it. So yeah, fun, yeah, right? every week. Yeah. And yeah. some of us responsibly went home at 10 PM and the rest of the girls party <laughs> till like three. Yeah, yeah. That was nothing so good like happens after out. 10. <laughs> um, the three of us, I'm kids. so proud of us. Ceci, you had a yeah. client. Vero, yes. you had to like nurse your child. The three of us like kept yeah. together. Like, okay, I wasn't buzz. I had to drink water. It's okay. I'll I'll join in on the drinking soon. Um, no, but when we're talking about kids, um, you know how I told you guys we were starting the potty train gali? Same. So Ceci, you had given me the oh crap potty training, you know, book. So mm-hmm. I did like a, a quick read on it all the way up to the pooping part, right? And the night sleeping yeah. and the night training. So I was like, okay, and she's so good. So that's kept us on our toes too, because we had a couple of accidents at first, but she did so well. We only had like two or three max, yeah. um, but it helped so much. So I'm like, okay, that was part of my reading too. And I'm like, okay, it would just happen to be such a perfect time to like do it because there were more eyes on her. And um, so we've, I think we've successfully managed that part of it. So if anyone's out there thinking about it, this is a perfect time if you have kids to to do it because you'll have you know if it's you and your partner home or you and la, la suegra or tu mami or whoever's there with you you'll have an extra mm-hmm. set of eyes to see them do their pee dance or do the the very uh chill little look that they get if they don't do the pee dance they do some other kind of look you know so anyway good advice. Um, it, all good advice yeah yeah you should try it with shwaki are you gonna try with the little one my sophie was probably you already bad. you already told me you should he's, do it. so he's only what a year in a month perfect oh so he'll, that's he'll awesome. perfect. He, goes, he goes pee pee that he's doing pee and then he goes oh, oh, bo, bo. he has this deep little voice it's so cute, that's cute. And I'm like, oh, he's so he's like knows what's happening but i'm like i don't want to push him to like potty train because then it says if it's, they're too young he's gonna he's gonna do it so no te vas, 
And then you're just gonna have one baby with the, with oh, diapers. Oh my bad. Yeah, no, you should go for it. I was oh shocked God. that my swigada wasn't gonna be able to do it with Sophie. My swigada did it so fast with Sophie, but it's because she was the middle child and she's watching Isaiah go to the bathroom. Yeah. So you might feel like you're yeah. pushing them, but then if you guys just hype up Gali and him being aware, like dang, they are celebrating oh, her. Gali loves us. She goes, okay, oh, we go bravo. She goes, hey, pee pee. And we ah, clap. And then she goes, no, no, the other one. And I go, I love you. I love you. <laughs> she loves her porras. Okay. So that's awesome. Super sweet advice for the kids. That's awesome. I think we're all doing a little bit to empower ourselves and continue empowering ourselves during this crazy pandemic. I think Beto is doing a great job staying informed and being well read during her nursing hours. And Irene, I like what you said to try to find balance. Yeah, keep the schedules and during school days, but on the weekends, have your weekend. And if you just want to chill and, and and Netflix all day on the weekend, yeah, go for it. So I think that's very important. I, I I'm I'm doing that for sure. Saturdays and, and Sundays, it's not doing anything. Cooking, I'm cooking a lot with the girls. I started a little tradition, pancakes with Paula, because she loves being in the kitchen and helping me with the pancakes. So I start. I want to start doing that every for sure every Saturday. And I've done that like three weekends in a row. I'm trying to find um, food for uh, some sort of dish to cook with Samantha, but she's not really into the cooking. I'll have to find something else. Slides with Samantha and just go all over this and do new slides. There you <laughs> go. Scripts with yeah. Samantha. She's so into the TV. She might want to make, you know, make up a play. She might want to, you know, do something more like acting. Sophie kind of always likes liked pretending yeah. to be in a show, you know, maybe that's her thing. There you go. Showtime. Yeah. Showtime with Samantha. Yeah. Showtime. 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 Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all it's all about being creative and staying sane these days. And see, eso me gusta. And you know what? And I think this uh, this is something that I I shared today during our post. Like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's okay to cry. Suéltalo. It's okay. I think this is That's this right, is the girl. time that we're feeling overwhelmed with everything and listening to the news. And if you just let need to let those tears run down your your cheeks go for it it, it helps and you're right you're right we're gonna yeah. go through so many emotions you said earlier like sometimes you feel now that your husband is annoying you a little more randomly same here mm-hmm. like and it's okay mm-hmm. to feel that you're not gonna get mm-hmm. along perfectly you're gonna have your meltdowns you're gonna disagree with your kids your spouse your roommate whoever you're in quarantine with some people are quarantined with their moms their in-laws like extended family mm-hmm. like you gotta breathe along away from those people because you might start yeah. crying in front of them over dinner exactly. if it's all this time together so create those individual spaces for each other veg out put the headphones on even if the person's sitting next to you i don't want anyone to go crazy holding it all in and sometimes you're right sassy crying go cry if you need to and i just can't i can't hold it back girl and they're like okay chillo de enojo chillo de, de todo de todo yo soy chillona and i'm proud we should make a t-shirt chillona and proud okay? i'm proud Porque like that, yeah. It's therapy. It's self therapy. That's like our, our body saying, like, let go of it. Fuchi pa fuera, you know? <laughs> Gali goes, vete. Um, fuchila. <laughs> no, she goes, fuchila. Those feelings of overwhelming can come with work and can come with being around uh, others in your home constantly, you know, not having that space for yourself that you might need. Um, so that's why it's so important to just even walk outside. Ahorita mi mamá, you know, she's like constantly telling me, don't go outside, don't go outside. So I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson from the last pregnancy when I told you guys I think I got some idea in my back. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so this time around, you know, yeah, just step out if you can. If you're not, you know, you don't have your, your mom or your suegra there telling you don't do it because, you know, you just had a baby. Um, 
get some fresh air and just breathe and cry it out if you need to outside um, and do what you need to do what you need to do. And I think right now it's going to give us that learning ability to really understand like, okay, I, to communicate with other people around us. Sometimes for me, I'm, I get really impatient with my mom. So now I have to like really take a deep breath and she's like, okay, she's here to help me. And it happens to be a very unfortunate situation that we can't go anywhere. And she, mm-hmm. I'm sure, gets tired of me and, you know, the busyness in the, of our household. So I have to learn how to be patient with her. So I know that it's going to teach me how to communicate with my mom, how to communicate with my partner, like Irene was saying, with everyone around you. Maybe before you were just like, well, I only see them a couple hours at night. I'm not going to deal with with it. I'd rather just, you know, overlook it and sweep it under the rug. Right now, there's no rug, girl. That rug's going to build mm-hmm. up and build up. De una vez, mejor platíquense bien, háblense bien, and learn to appreciate one another. Because I'm sure just how I want to get out, they do too, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Thank you for sharing that, Vero, Irene. I think it's a perfect opportunity to grow and spend time with our loved ones, pero también, you know, tomar un, un descansito cuando se pueda. Thank you for listening. If you want to keep the conversation going or want to tell us your story during this quarantine, make sure to reach out through our social media. Our handle is at Level Up Latina on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can email us. Our email is admin at levelablatina.com. And we'll continue the conversation or feature you in one of our stories. Don't forget to level up. Thank you, ladies. Don't forget to level up. Love you, girls. Nos vemos pronto otra vez. Cuídense.